0: Welcome to the 149th episode of the 4th and 24 podcast with Patrick Winograd. I'm your host Randy Winograd. In this edition of the podcast, our topics are a brief overview of Patrick's weekend predictions and a look at action in the NBA conference finals. Let's jump right in with a look back at Patrick's weekend predictions, which are posted every Thursday on our website 4thand24.com and we will start with a look at those NBA conference finals predictions where Patrick went 2 and 0 in his weekend predictions. Turning to Major League Baseball, Patrick went two and two in his Major League Baseball weekend series predictions. So Patrick was four and two overall in this weekend's predictions, bringing him to four hundred and fifteen and two hundred and ninety overall, a fifty-eight point nine percent winning percentage. Patrick, your thoughts on your weekend predictions?
1: Well, I thought that I was going to do better in the MLB, considering that uh, the Dodgers had locked up their series in the first two uh, days and or the the first two. Well, days or games, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I thought that might be a sweep. And then, uh, look, the Padres took the first two off the Giants, so I knew I was going to lose that one. But the Yankees took the first game off of the White Sox, and all they needed to do was win one game out of two in a double header uh, to give me the series win. And they managed to score one run over the 18 innings, not get one win uh, for me. So that was a little bit unfortunate. Our oldest Chapman Blue. Well, actually, I guess he didn't blow a save because they were tied 1-1 in the ninth inning, but blew the game uh, in the first game. And then Michael Kopech pitched, I think, five or six innings, maybe five and two-thirds perfect uh, innings. And then they only ended up with three hits in the second game of that doubleheader, that one being the Michael Kopech game. Uh, So overall, Yankees lost that series to the White Sox, uh, lost two of the three games. That one was the one I thought I was going to win, obviously. The Padres sweep of the Giants is, there's nothing uh, small that could have uh, changed that whole thing because, well, they lost every single game, so I needed a lot of things to go right uh, for the Giants to take that series, but uh, Padres have been playing well recently and the Giants are super, super injured right now, so it's not surprising to see that happen and the injuries got worse during the series and I wasn't aware of some of them before the series, Uh, but I thought the pitching matchups favored the Giants well and Really, they did. They just couldn't push across runs, which makes a lot of sense when you consider how many guys they have out. But uh, in the end, the Padres did win that series. And then the Dodgers took the first two of three from the Phillies and almost won the last game too, but uh, had the lead, I think, three different times during the game, uh, but couldn't close it out in the ninth, couldn't close it out in extra innings. So they ended up losing that game uh, to the Phillies in the final game of the series but the Mets took 2-3 of three from the Rockies to give me a, an even 2-2 two and two week in the MLB. And in the NBA, I predicted both teams, uh, or actually no, I predicted the Warriors to take a 2-0 series lead. And I predicted Boston to bounce back from their Game 1 loss. Uh, and both of those things happened. Boston is now undefeated in games after they lost this postseason. And by the way, that would continue later on, but we'll talk about that in a second.
0: Okay, well, uh, Patrick's weekend predictions for next weekend will be posted on our website, 4 24com as always, on Thursday. And as Patrick mentioned, we will turn our attention now to NBA action, starting with the conference finals in the Eastern Conference, where the Heat and the Celtics are now tied at two games apiece.
1: Well, we're back to the NBA being our Monday topic of choice. uh, As we... Go into the rest of the playoffs with less games uh, every day. So let's start all the way back in Game One, which feels like an eternity ago at this point. Uh, Miami won that game, one eighteen to one o seven. The Celtics had a good start; they had a lead at the halftime. At half, they were up by eight, uh, and that was apparently not enough as the Heat came out in the third quarter and dominated the Celtics, thirty nine to fourteen. Uh, the Celtics bounced back in, in the fourth quarter of that game, winning that 31-25, and, and you know, you don't win three quarters of the game very often and lose the game, but uh, that's what happened to Boston in this game, just because of that third quarter that was so strong uh, by the Heat, uh, but look, th- that that was going to happen in this game, and it's not entirely surprising uh, that the Heat were able to take a one-zero lead at home, but you know, it, it still does... Uh, Obviously we both picked the Celtics So when you think about it We were obviously somewhat surprised But uh, I I wouldn't be surprised Because I said that I thought the Celtics were going to take One of the two on the road uh, And that is what they ended up doing Game 1 did not have any bearings on that uh, But overall in the series uh, Obviously it hasn't gone Exactly how I thought it would I feel like I'm less confident In the Celtics winning the series 100% At this point but going back to Game 1 and the stats of that game, uh, Grant Williams and Robert Williams started this time. I think that might have been for the first time this postseason. I don't quite know. But uh, Robert Williams had 18 points and 9 rebounds. He had a great game. Jalen Brown, a little bit of an off-shooting night. He was 7 of 17 with uh, 24 points, though. Uh, Jason Tatum had 29, 8, and 6 on 10 of 21 shooting. Grant Williams only had 7, and Derek White only had 3. And the reason why though, that was important in this game is because... There was no Al Horford and no Marcus Smart in this game uh, for the Celtics because of, uh, I believe, COVID for Al Horford and an injury with Marcus Smart, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, But, look, that was something the Celtics had to deal with. They just didn't shoot the ball well enough, and in the end, that's what led to their loss. Even after they had taken the lead and had that halftime lead, they weren't able to keep it. Uh, He came out on fire in the third quarter, and they were eventually able to pull away behind Jimmy Butler's 41. You also had Bam Adebayo with 10. Uh, you had Gabe Vincent with 17, and then Tyler Hero with 18 and 8 off the bench. Uh, you also had Max Struess double figures at 11 points too. But overall, decent contributions for Miami. L- looks exactly like you would expect a scoring chart from them to look. Uh, but still, Boston, you feel like they kind of blew an opportunity having that halftime lead on the road in game one and not being able to come up with it. Uh, but as I said, they were able to bounce back in Game Two. I had predicted that game, uh, and it looked rocky at the start for the Celtics, who were at one point down 18 to 8 uh, in the first quarter. But then you fast forward to the end of the first quarter, and the Celtics were up 32 to 21, uh, so a 24 to 3 run for the Celtics uh, for a large portion of the fourth quarter of the first quarter, I should say, uh, from the seven and a half minute mark all the way to 48 seconds left. They just dominated the quarter. Jimmy Butler hit one more three at the end of the ha- at the end of the quarter, but Celtics still had a 35 to 24 lead at the end of that first quarter. And really, this has been a theme in the series of one team dominating a quarter um, and that kind of carrying through the rest of the game. Whoever has the one dominant quarter ends up winning or the one big run. That big run won the game for the Celtics in Game Two. Uh, the the big third quarter for the Heat won the game in Game One, and then. Uh, We'll look at the stats for Game 2, I guess. Uh, Jalen Brown had 24 points and 8 rebounds. Uh, Marcus Smart had 24 points, 12 assists, and 9 rebounds on 8 of 22 shooting Uh, in his return uh, from being out. Al Horford had 10 points on 4 of 4 shooting in his return. And then Jason Tatum had 27 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists. And then Grant Williams came in off the bench, scored 19, and Peyton Pritchard had 10 off the bench too. I should have mentioned. I think he had double figures in the first game too, off the bench, uh, but obviously not enough in that game. Uh, but look, good contributions from the Celtics. They shot fifty-one percent from the field and fifty percent from three. Uh, they took care of the ball well enough to win this game. They they had only had nine turnovers, and uh, overall they just outplayed the Heat. Uh, they also got to the free throw line more, and when they got there, they made a much higher percentage. They were twenty-one of twenty-three from the free throw line compared to Miami's seven or 16 of 22, which is 72%. Uh, and the Heat also shot 44% from the field and 29 from three. Uh, Jimmy Butler had 29 points. Gabe Vincent had 14. Uh, Hero had 11. Oladipo had 14. No one else was in double figures. Uh, and also, I don't think Oladipo would have gotten to double figures if he wasn't playing a little bit of garbage time after uh, people had started to take out their players at the end of the game. Uh, and you know, they're, they're, well, the Celtics won by 25, so I think it's obvious why they were taking players out of the game. Uh, but look, the Celtics had a 25 point at the lead point lead at the half, and actually the rest of the, the second half was played evenly. But you know that that you can't even come close to digging yourself out of the 25 point hole if you can't even break even in the third quarter. So the Heat kind of had to mail it in and call it a day. Uh, by the time that the fourth quarter had started. And then in Game 3, the Heat were able to win. Uh, So, you know, we've started this pattern of alternating. Heat win Game 1, Boston wins Game 2, Heat win Game 3. And as I said and foreshadowed a little bit, and as we all know, uh, Boston still hasn't lost a game after losing a a game before. So I guess I should say they haven't lost consecutive games yet in the postseason. Uh, And they went on to win Game 4, but let's talk about Game 3 first. Miami won 109 to 103 uh just like the just like the Celtics did in game in game two they came out with a dominant first quarter they were up 39 to 18 at the end of the first not gonna lie I didn't watch much of this game after that because it was really just it was it was a stomp after that I mean Miami had a Miami had I think a 26 point lead and uh, despite Jimmy Butler only playing in the first half uh, the heat were still able to take this game. And, uh, look, there are a lot of things that you could say that the Celtics could have uh, done better. But, you know, Robert Williams wasn't there. Uh, they didn't have a great shooting night. They, I mean, they, they were decent. They shot 48% from the field, uh, 48 point, 48.5% from the field, if you want to get technical. 37.5% from three. Uh, but, you know, uh, turnovers were an issue for them, a major issue. They had 23 turnovers in this game uh, compared to the Heat, who just had eight. That was definitely a massive story in this game. uh, Because they actually shot a better percentage from both the field and from three than Miami did. But turnovers, especially at the beginning of the game, really cost them this game. Uh, And that 26-point lead did dwindle, like, a lot. Uh, But eventually, the Heat were able to uh, overcome the Celtics. And by the way, another game where the Heat only won one quarter of the game. But yet, that was enough to win the entire game because of uh, just how dominant that one quarter was. Uh, the Celtics beat them in the second quarter by six. They tied in the third quarter, and then the Celtics outscored them by nine in the fourth. But again, just not enough. And speaking of just not enough, uh, Jalen Brown had 40 points in this game, but on four, on 14 of 20 shooting nonetheless. But uh, again, just not enough because of the overall contributions uh, from Miami as a team, and then also well, the Celtics turnover issues, as I've already mentioned, but I don't want to keep talking about that. Tatum had a bad game. That was also the second thing that really cost the Celtics. He had 10 points on 3 of 14 shooting, uh, but we now know he had a bounce-back game after, but we'll talk about that in a second. Grant Williams only had 10 off the bench. Uh, Derek White didn't score. Peyton Pritchard only hit 1-3 in his 13 minutes. And then Al Horford had 20 and 14, so a big game for him. Uh, Marcus Smart had 16, 7, and 4, so another big game for him, but he also fouled out of the game. And just overall, it just wasn't it, it just wasn't really anything in sync uh, for the Celtics. And even with Jalen Brown's 14 of 20 shooting performance with 40 points, he also had 7 turnovers. Uh, Jason Tatum was 3 of 14 and had 6 turnovers on top of it. And despite Marcus Smart's 7 assists, he also had 4 turnovers. So that ratio was not that great. Uh, but in the end, uh, the Heat pulled it out because... Uh, Bam Adebayo just went crazy after Jimmy Butler went out. He had 31 points on 15 of 22 shooting, along with 10 rebounds and 6 assists. P.J. Tucker had 17 points. Kyle Lowry had 11 points. uh, And Max Struess added in 16 uh, for all those guys going in double figures that game. Even though Hero uh, had 8 points on 4 of 15 shooting, so a bad night for him, it was still enough for Miami to win Game 3, especially because of those turnover issues. But as I mentioned, Boston still... Has not lost consecutive games this postseason. They would come back and win Game Four at home, 102 to 82. They won the. They were, I mean, they were up 18 to one in this game. They at the end of the first quarter, the score was 29 to 11, and it was another game in the series where you just felt like the game was over right as soon as it had started. Uh, none of the of the Heat starters were in double figures in this game. P.J. Tucker didn't make a shot, didn't score. Max Struess didn't make a shot, didn't score. Uh, Kyle Lowry made one shot on the night, and it was a three. Bam Adebayo had nine points. Jimmy Butler had six points on three of 14 shooting. So everybody from the Heat had a very bad offensive game. That's how you end up with 82 points, by the way, uh, as a team. Uh, turnovers weren't even that big of an issue for them. They only had nine of them in the whole game. But 33% from the field, 38 39% from three. Uh, Duncan Robinson was the second leading scorer in this game with 14 points off the bench. Victor Oladipo was their leading scorer with 23, uh, and Caleb Martin was their third leading scorer with 12, uh, and Tyler Hero didn't actually play in this game, uh, which should be mentioned. But look, the Heat just had a really, really rough offensive night in terms of shooting, Uh, and and even though they didn't have turnover issues, they just just got blown out of the water uh, by the Celtics, and as I mentioned, Jason Tatum would have a bounce-back game, He had 31 points, 8 rebounds, and 5 assists on 8 of 16 shooting. Uh, So a good game for him. Al Horford had 5 points uh, and 13 rebounds. Robert Williams had 12 points and 9 rebounds. Uh, Marcus Smart again did not play. I think there was a game that Derek White didn't play, by the way, which I didn't mention earlier. But I think he was on paternity leave, actually, technically. I don't know if they have a list like the MLB does for that uh, in the NBA. There's kind of no need for it. But still, I forgot to mention that. And then Robert Williams, as I said, 12 points, 9 rebounds in 19 minutes. Uh, Derek White filling in for Marcus Smart, 13 13 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists on 4 of 14 shooting. So an ugly shooting night, but enough uh, for the Celtics. And then Jalen Brown had 12 points on 5 of 20 shooting. Very ugly shooting night for him. Peyton Pritchard actually was second on the team in scoring at 14. So if you had Peyton Pritchard and Duncan Robinson as two of the three scoring leaders in the game... Uh, or two of the four scoring leaders in the game good for you you probably don't know much about basketball because that shouldn't have happened at all (laughs) Uh, but it did so you know basketball's a weird game sometimes and by the way the Celtics shot 23.5% from three eight of 34 but just by shooting 40% from the field it was just enough and by the way that start that was catastrophic for Miami Uh, they just were never able to dig themselves out of that massive hole they dug themselves into Uh, But that was really the end of it for Miami. The rest of the game, they just didn't have enough offense to, you know, again, dig themselves out of that hole. Uh, And despite the Celtics having a poor shooting night overall, uh, they were still able to pull out the win, uh, especially due to the fact that they also only had nine turnovers. So keeping the turnovers low, and all of a sudden you win the game even if you can't shoot that well.
0: Yeah, this this series just seems to be a little schizophrenic.
1: It's very weird. Uh, Teams take big leads, the, the leads go... They, they don't take a lead. Uh, one team takes a halftime lead, and then the third quarter just flips on its head. One team takes a 26-point lead, and it crumbles, but then they still win. Jimmy Butler's just randomly out with knee soreness in the second half of a game. It's, it's weird. It's, and, and, you know, you have Derek White leaving on paternity leave. Marcus Smart missed Game 1 and Game 4, so it wasn't a consistent injury, but enough to keep him out of two games. Al Horford entered COVID protocols, but then came back after one game. So I don't really know what's going on, but yeah, it's been weird. It's been weird.
0: Yeah. Uh, Do we want to revisit our predictions uh, based upon what we've seen so far?
1: Well, I mentioned it already that we both thought the Celtics were going to win in six. And uh, I don't think that's still happening because I don't think Boston's going to win game five in Miami. Uh, But I do still think they're going to win the series. I have confidence in them doing that. I just feel like the Heat are due for a bounce-back game with uh, Tyler Hero coming back. Uh, but then I do think the Celtics are going to win the series overall, and I should mention that uh, I, uh, I, I said it earlier. I talked about it a little bit. I thought Boston was going to take both the games at home after taking one of two in the first two and then lose game five and come back and win game six and end the series. Now that they've gone one and one at home, that's made it a big di- that, that's made a big difference in the series. Now Miami, all they need to do is alternate win-loss and they win the series.
0: So you're picking Boston at seven now? Yes. I'll stay with Boston at six. Maybe the game stops. Maybe the series stops being so schizophrenic and we get some consistency. But speaking Although of- I
1: will say, though, the one thing that gives me worry about saying that Miami's going to win another game in the series is that two quarters have won them two games. They really have not played well outside of those two quarters alone. And, I mean, if if you take out those two quarters and we pretend like we're just in the second half of game four... Boston's on the, on the verge of sweeping the yeah. series. So I do agree that it's hard. I'm definitely. I, that's the reason why I'm not switching to Miami, even though they have two home games coming up. There's just no reason to believe that much in them unless you already believed in them in the first place.
0: Okay, well, let's uh, go from a series that uh, is a little up and down, schizophrenic, to one that's at least had consistent outcomes the Western Conference Finals, where the Warriors lead the Mavericks three games to zero.
1: The Warriors. Dominating the series from start to near finish. Uh, taking game one, 112-87. There's a lot of things that you could talk about with the Mavericks in this game. Uh, 13 turnovers would be a good start. 15 for the Warriors isn't even that bad, because that's really been the only thing they haven't done well, is taking care of the ball this postseason. Uh, 11 of 48 from three is probably the main thing I would go over. If you're talking about the Mavericks, uh, that's just terrible, <laughs> uh, and 36% from the field. But look, there's a lot of things, again, as I said, there's a lot of things you could point to. Uh, the, the Warriors played better in the, in the first quarter. They had a 10-point lead, had a 9-point lead at the half, uh, won the third quarter by 10, and really just had the game kind of put away by then. Uh, but on an individual level, Spencer Dinwiddie had 17 points off the bench, Second-leading scorer on the team, Luka Doncic, had 27 and 4. Sorry, 20 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 assists. Might have sounded like I was saying he had 27 points. Uh, But Jalen Brunson had 14, 4 and 4. Reggie Bullock had 12, 3, and 2. And Dorian Finney-Smith had 5 points and 7 rebounds. It it was just kind of ugly overall from the Mavericks. They just really didn't get much production from anywhere. Uh, Meanwhile, Golden State, every single starter was in double figures, uh, along with Otto Porter and Jordan Poole off the bench, also in double figures. So seven double figure scores for the Warriors. Uh, Otto Porter with 10, Jordan Poole with 19. Klay Thompson with 15 on 7 of 13 shooting. Steph Curry, the leading scorer in the game, only with 21 points, uh, but also added in 12 rebounds. And then you had Kevon Looney, who had 10 points on 5 of 5 shooting, and Andrew Wiggins with 19 points on 8 of 17 shooting. But the most important thing he did was play really good defense on Luke all game, which is a a thread throughout this series that has pretty much continued. Uh, But then also, as a team, they shot 56% from the field despite only shooting 35% from three. But by the way, still 10 of 29 from three is a lot better than 11 of 48. It's not even close. Uh, So I'll I'll move on now to game two of this series. Uh, This one, you're not going to hear as much of a concern in my voice or, you know, it's going to be a little more laid back because the fact of the matter is the Warriors have just dominated this series. There's no other way to uh, slice it. It's just how it's gone. Uh, but in game two, Dallas probably had their best opportunity to win a game so far, I would argue. Uh, they hadn't ha- a halftime lead. They had a halftime lead of 14, actually. Uh, they 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 were up 72 to 58 at the half, but only put up 13 points in the third quarter and the Warriors didn't even come out and dominate them in the fourth quarter, or in the third quarter, I should say. It was 25-13. to 13. It's not like it was terrible, but that 12-point advantage in the third, leading it to be only a two-point lead, was a massive deal when you got into the fourth, and the Warriors just played way better in clutch time, uh, scoring 43 points in the fourth to win the game by 9, 126-117. to 117. Uh, Look, massive games by Jalen Brunson and Luka Doncic. And even a great game by Reggie Bullock, too, under the radar. He was hitting the shots when they needed him to. Uh, 21 points on 6 of 10 from 3, 6 of 11 overall shooting uh, for him. Jalen Brunson had 31 points on 11 of 19 shooting. And Luka had 42, uh, along with 5 rebounds and 8 assists on 12 of 23 shooting. But he only had 4 off the bench. Uh, overall, they only got 13 bench points. And despite shooting 47% from the field and 47% from 3, that was not enough uh, to win this game. Da- Dallas still only managed 12 turnovers. That's not even that bad either. Golden State had 13, so both teams really doing a good job taking care of the ball, at least through the first two games of the series. Uh, but Steph was on fire in this game. He had 32 points, 8 rebounds, and 5 assists on 11 of 21 shooting and 6 of 10 from 3. Kevon Looney put in his, uh, his ballot for the Western Conference Finals MVP, <laughs> with 21 points and 12 rebounds on 10 of 14 shooting, a great game from him. He has been really, really important in the series. Really, not a guy you expected to be important, but absolutely has been. Uh, Then you had Andrew Wiggins, who had 16 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. Draymond had his typical, uh, as Charles Barkley would describe it, a triple single with with 6.6 rebounds and 5 assists, Uh, but he also fouled out of the game. Uh, But then, Uh, You also had Klay Thompson with 15, and then Jordan Poole had 23 off the bench, and Otto Porter had 11 points on four of four shooting, so the Warriors getting contributions from everywhere, shooting 56% from the field and 50 from three. Uh, Yeah, Dallas shot 47 and 47, as I mentioned, but not going to be enough when Golden State shoots 56 uh, and 50, and by the way, funny enough, they actually shot the exact same percentage on the exact same amount of shots in game one, in game two, uh, but... Evidently, uh, well, they both they shot forty six of eighty two in both games, but uh, more of those points in the second game came from three, which led to the Warriors uh, obviously scoring fourteen points more, and obviously some more free throws in there too. Uh, but overall, just a great series played by Golden State uh, through game two, and that would continue in game three. The Warriors won game three, one hundred nine to one hundred. Uh, This game was Andrew Wiggins' game, although he did not lead the game in scoring. He definitely had the biggest impact. Uh, Did a decent job defending Luka. Luka still got 40 and 11, but most of those points came in the fourth quarter when it really felt like Golden State already had the game out of reach, to be quite honest. Uh, But just overall, a good game played by Wiggins, and even offensively, that was the real surprise. 27 points, 11 rebounds, 11 of 20 shooting, and a massive poster over Luka Doncic uh, in the fourth quarter. That was what defined Andrew Wiggins' night. He was very, very aggressive in this game, and it helped Golden State uh, get this win. Kevon Looney, again, had a great game. 9 points, 12 rebounds, uh, 3 of 4 shooting. Steph had 31 points on 10 of 20 shooting, uh, and then also Klay Thompson had 19 and 7, uh, only on 6 of 18 shooting, though it's not a great shooting night for him. Draymond had 10, 5, and 5, uh, and then Jordan Poole had 10 and 5 rebounds off the bench, but... Got himself into early foul trouble in the uh, in the second quarter, uh, and that really prevented him from playing enough minutes to have a super super large impact on this game. But he still played well in the minutes he was uh, given. And then uh, Moses Moody even got in for six for 16 minutes, but uh, only scored one point, uh, had one rebound, one assist, but wasn't a total liability out there for Golden State, which was pretty much all they were asking. Uh, with Jordan Poole having those injury uh, those uh, foul trouble issues. Uh, that core five of Golden State that started this game was really what carried them through the entire game. Uh, 47% shooting, 34.4 from three, uh, compared to Dallas who shot 40% from the field and 29% from three. Uh, besides Luka, Reggie Bullock was the big factor in this game. He was the X factor, but in the worst way possible. Zero points on zero of 10 shooting, zero of seven from three. Uh, he had four rebounds and four assists, but that shooting night really threw Dallas off. Uh, they they overall as a team didn't shoot well at all, only shooting 13 of 45 from three. Uh, and as I said, 40% from the field. But just overall, it's just not... I don't know how the Mavericks are going to win a game in this series. That, that's all I'll say. Um, from what I've seen so far, they, they, nothing that they do works. Um, in terms of trying to win Spencer, did also had 26 points in this game? Uh, if I didn't already say it, Brunson had 20, but just not enough. Uh, especially when Reggie Bullock, one of your main shooters shoots over seven from three and O of 10 from the field, it just wasn't going to be enough for them. Uh, so it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't bode well for the Mavericks in game four, uh, how cold their shooting has been. And, uh, you just can't have one of your starters play forty minutes and shoot zero for ten from the field, and then the guy you bring in off the bench as kind of one of the rotational guys uh, that somewhat replaces him, Maxi Kleba was had zero points on zero five shooting and only took threes in this game too. So uh, just not a good game from the Mavericks overall shooting and just just not enough to beat the Warriors. They're, they're not. They they are not. They have not deserved to win any of these games. Uh, they just have not played well enough to win any of these games. And if they don't play better, they are going to get swept.
0: Yeah, they had the, they had their chance in Game 2 to make it a series. And they blew it.
1: And then in this game, they could have played a lot better by just simply making open shots. But look, when the Mavericks make open shots, this team is just... This team is a Western Conference Finals contender. But when they miss open shots, they might as well not even make the playoffs. I mean, there are I, I could name many teams who didn't make the playoffs namely the Lakers, who would have played a lot better in any series if they, I mean, compared to the Dallas when they don't shoot well, but obviously they shot well enough to get by the Suns. But uh, look, just overall,
0: it, it,
1: this team just has not played well enough to win uh, a game in the series, let alone the series itself.
0: Yeah, uh, like like I said, had they won game two, I think we'd have a different series. They might have more confidence coming into game three, but they, they blew it in Game 2. And I still
1: think the Warriors would have won Game 3. They didn't even play that well in Game 3. True,
0: but Golden State, I mean, uh, Dallas had that chance. And it looked like they were going to blow out Golden State on their home court, and lo and behold, Golden State came back and snatched the game from them and probably snatched the series.
1: Well, at, at a point it looked like they were going to blow them out, but they never really kept their foot on the gas to the point where they kept Golden State down. They let them linger too much, and Golden State is just too good at home. I mean, you just can't leave them like that. And that's exactly what they did, and eventually it came back to bite them in a big way as the Warriors obviously eventually came out with the massive third quarter uh, to win the game. And by the way, there was a point in that game where I think the Mavericks were up by 20 or so, and the Warriors were able to just narrow it down by halftime, and that was really, really important in terms of the overall outcome of that game too. So, uh, yeah, the Warriors just have outplayed them the entire series in every right.
0: Okay, well, uh, so you uh, picked the Warriors... In 7, I have the Warriors in 6. Want to revisit that prediction? Warriors
1: okay,
0: in so. 4. Yeah, I'm going to say Warriors in 5.
1: No, they're not. Dallas is winning a game. I don't care. They're not winning a game. Okay. You really they're, <laughs> they're, they, no, they have to shoot 50% from 3 because even 40% hasn't been enough for them. They, they've they shot okay, and it still hasn't been enough. So, uh, I just don't think... I mean, maybe... the Okay. By the way, maybe the Warriors do what they do against the Grizzlies, where they just take a game off on the road. That, that's definitely with house possible. Money.
0: That when I hear that comment, it's kind of like, oh, we can take this game lightly.
1: Well, they they will, but I still think they're good enough to win. It really just depends on how the Mavericks shoot, and I'm not, I'm not going to bet on the team who's down. Uh, I'm not going to bet on the team who's down three zero in a series to finally just turn it on from three and just shoot better. Uh, I gave the Mavericks a lot of respect, saying the series would be close, namely because or mainly because. I was thinking of how last year I picked against the Suns in every series and they ended up being in the finals. Uh, and so far I had picked against Dallas in every series. And I was thinking, what if they end up in the finals? Uh, I knew Golden State was going to win this series overall, but I had to pretend it would be close so that I don't ruin my reputation and make it that if I pick against a team, every series, that's how you know they're going to make it to the finals. Cause that'd be a pretty bad rep. Uh, but look, I gave the I gave the Mavericks a little bit too much respect. I had actually said to, to friends earlier in the day that the Ma- that the Warriors are going to win the series in five, and then I said, I know they're definitely going to win. Five is what I'm thinking, but I'll probably say it's closer. I shouldn't have said it was closer. I was right in the first place. Should have stuck with my gut. I should have gone with the Warriors in five, and even now that I'm saying I should have gone with the Warriors in five, I'm still going with the Warriors in a different amount of games, this time with even more confidence, though, going with them in a sweep. I don't think the gentleman sweep will happen, but... I, I again, will guarantee the series is not getting to Game 6. Like I said last time, I said it wasn't going to get to Game 7 against Memphis. This one's not getting to Game 6.
0: Okay, well, that wraps our look back at the NBA conference playoffs, that conference uh, final action uh, in the NBA playoffs. It also wraps this edition of the 4th and 24 podcast. Please be sure to check out our next podcast, which will be on Friday, May 27th, where we will have our weekly deep dive into Major League Baseball. In the meantime, please be sure to check out Patrick's additional content including his picks for next weekend's games, which will be published on Thursday, his Major League Power Rankings that will be updated tomorrow, and his NBA Power Rankings that will be published on Wednesday. All of that content on our website, 4thand24.com. That's the number 4, T-H-A-N-D, the number 24.com. Thank you for listening.